Pizza? Pizza? Pizza! Hungry for some pizza now? Yeah, that's what we thought. Get yours at Domino's Hawaii. We deliver aloha. Aloha, I'm Billy V, and this is Island Beat. We're talking today with Grammy-nominated music producer, songwriter, and playwright Johnson Enos from the island of Maui. Johnson has worked on projects with Disney and was also the creative genius behind Honu by the Sea. He's taken the musical all over the world, including to Japan, performing alongside Hello Kitty. Johnson Enos joins us. Johnson, aloha. Aloha, Billy. Good to see you. Good to see you. It's been a little while. I remember back in the days in the 1990s when you were a recording artist. Yes. And you had your first album out. I did. I did. That was back in the day. Uh, we used to do uh, the Mother's Day special show with Loyal Gardner. Uh, I did that with her for a, a few years with uh, Frank DeLima. And uh, yes, I, I did my first record, I think. I believe it was in 88. Um, my first single was back in 86 or 87, somewhere like that. So, yeah, I've been loving music for quite some time. Let's go back a little bit. Um, tell me where you grew up on Maui and what Maui was like for you. Uh, Maui, I did the uh, Tihati show at the Hyatt Regency Maui. I did that for about 10 to 12 years. Uh, right before that, I did a little stint over at Disneyland um, before I went to Maui. I had... Uh, a little run at a summer park show at the Tiki Terrace, the Tahitian Terrace. Uh, Dennis Paval was in the show. Wow. Um, we had a fire dancer here, too, from Hawaii. And uh, it, was, it was amazing. Um, so from Disneyland, then I went to Maui. And, um, and, and that was, uh, Maui was a great run. I enjoyed so much of Maui, you know, working with uh, the Polynesian shows and the convention shows and, and all the artists. You know, we kind of grew up as a family. I remember everybody playing music, we would come to Waikiki, go to the canoe house, see Don Ho, um, you know, all the shows. And uh, we miss that We miss that entertainment in Waikiki. We do, and hopefully it'll slowly get back there. When did you have your first realization that you loved music? Oh, uh, gosh, I loved music back when I was in uh, a youngster, maybe um, when I was like 12 or 13. I would actually listen to um, Kui Lee. You know, the Ali'is, Don Ho, um, you know, Loyal Gardner. And, and I just fell in love with all that music, you know. Uh, uh, one of my favorite songs that I learned on the piano, the first song was I'll Remember You. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I'll never forget that. F, A minor, B flat, you know. So Kui Lee, was a, I was a big fan of his. Um, growing up on Maui, what did you do as a kid? I mean, other than music, uh, what did you like to do? Were you into sports or anything else? Uh, no, not too much sports. Actually, I, I grew up over here in Kaneohe, and then I moved to Maui. Um, so, um, but we grew up in the theater a little bit with uh, Mr. Bright, and um, um, you know, we just we just been around music all that time. And um, um, yeah, then I went to to LA, then I went to Maui. So I, I would I bounced around quite a bit. I didn't know you were a bright kid. I was. I am. <laughs> I, I am. I'm here. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think the first show we did with Mr. Bright was back in 1979. <laughs> well, I'm wow. really showing my age. Uh, it was um, at that time they didn't have a theater in Kaneohe, so we did the shows at Benjamin Parker in the cafeteria. So we did Oklahoma, King and I, 
all these musicals in a cafeteria. And, you know, the one thing I remember is every Friday we had to set up all the folding chairs, break down all the cafeteria tables and then reset. And then, of course, sweep and clean up, yeah, every, every Friday and Sunday. So it was good. It was good training. When did you discover that music was a business for you? That's something that you wanted to do long term? Uh, that was probably done around right after my senior year in high school. I, I just I just really after listening to uh, musicals like West Side Story and listening to these incredible composers like Stephen Sondheim and and uh, you just can't help but feel the music and uh, uh, it was soon after that I met this guy named Teddy Randazzo, a great songwriter in Hawaii. He wrote songs for Marlene Tsai, and he was actually our musical director over at Disneyland when I did that show. He came over there and taught us all the harmonies, and uh, so I used to sit with Teddy. Like he'd be on the piano, you gotta sing this part, you know, do this, do that. So it was uh, it was amazing that I, I didn't realize who Teddy was at the time, but after understanding. Uh, the value of of what he does and as a songwriter you know he wrote songs like going out of my head over you he just just was a, just a so much knowledge and it was him it was through him and and even bob nelson you know bob nelson was a was a great advisor for me um i was at the beverly hills hotel at an ascap meeting because i wanted to learn about music and and teddy said hey if you're going to be in music learn about publishing Learn about copyright. Learn about the masters. Learn the business side, not just having fun writing songs. And at that point, he, you know, he helped me, uh, pointed, pointed me in the right direction and gave me the right tools. So I was with ASCAP for a little bit, uh, which I loved, and I met Bob Nelson in Beverly Hills. It was funny. Bob, Bob was at this big convention. He sat on the board for ASCAP, right. the West Coast. And, you know, he wrote Maui Waltz and all these Hanalei Moon, all these classics in Hawaii that I listened to. So... And he saw me in the corner of his eye at the convention. And he just looked at me and he kind of called me like that. And I kind of went over there. He knew I was from Hawaii. You know, I think, I, I don't know, maybe my slippers or T-shirt gave it away. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that was in Beverly Hills. That would yeah, give it away. Yeah, yeah. Yes. He said, come over here. What, what are you doing in Hollywood? I said, oh, I'm, you know, looking into the music industry and stuff. He goes, okay, you're going to meet me here at 530. Come back. I'm taking you out to dinner. And I said, oh, okay, you're from Hawaii, right? I said, yeah. He goes, you meet me here at 5.30, I take you out to dinner. So him and his wife came back. I, I stayed there, I got there early, and he took me out to dinner in the Beverly Hills Hilton. And uh, he explained to me that um, how Hawaii was such a big um, sort of open door for you to meet people in the industry because everybody loved coming here. And um, so, uh, I mean, he took me out to dinner. He gave me some great advice. Um, and he said, just write music and make sure you copyright your stuff and make sure you publish your stuff. That's incredible. That's, that's huge names right there. Yeah, the fun stuff. I mean, those guys were just, and they're so down to earth, you know. And I, Bob's a tall gentleman. I mean, I kept on looking up at him. I said, wow, geez, how does he get on the piano? Yeah. <laughs> he plays <laughs> so Long good. arms. Yeah. <laughs> but just just really nice people. And, of course, working in, working on Maui, you know, hanging out with uh, 
the Farden family, Auntie, Auntie Ermgard and Auntie Edna, and meeting all these island treasures, right? You know, um, just being around them, it's just, it was just, it was just, it's just a true blessing. Yeah, yeah. I was lucky. I would, I would go to Kahana when I was on Maui, and, and Auntie Ermgard, they had this house right on the ocean. And they had this beautiful patio, and she had this grand piano. And she, I would just go there and hang out and listen to her tell stories, you know. And she would say, well, when I wrote this song, I did this, this, and this, you know. And so I just took it all in. And, but just sitting there, you know, she would tell me certain things and play something. And, and uh, she was just, they just give, you know. They're, they love music. And at that young age, I just fell in love with music. I said, this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life, you know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do some music. When did Hono by the Sea come into existence? In so things? Hono by the Sea, that's a, wow, that's a great one. So I was working on Lilo and Stitch 2 in uh, Burbank, and uh, we were, um, my, my boss at the time, or one of the, one of the executives there, this gentleman by the name of Brett Swain, he was, I think he was, he ended up being the vice president of Disney Tunes. So I was sitting in his office, and uh, we were doing a cue on the Lilo Stitch uh, Stitch has a glitch track, so so I ended up singing the demo for another songwriter um, who wrote uh, Shrek the musical, and uh, so sometimes they 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 come they they bring us in they we sing the demos, you know we we try to get it right because we know the Hawaiian language if if we got Hawaiian words in there so so I ended up doing the demo for Lilo and Stitch and um, um, we ended up getting to the end of the film and the director just came in and said you know what. We're not going to find another singer for that. That that's going to go right to right to film. So I so I was like, oh my gosh! I sang a demo and then ended up in the film, right? So you don't know what ends up on the editing floor. Nice. <laughs> and then of course I got my SAG card, right? And right. then you get get SAG. So so SAG was great. Screen Actors Guild. Um, but anyway, I sat in. I was at Brett's office, and he had this beautiful window in Burbank, and, and, and I said, and, and some writers came in, songwriters, and they were I and he was sending them to some country. I don't know. Out of uh, over in Europe, said they're gonna look for bugs and write theme songs for uh, Lion King or something like a spinoff. And I said, you guys are sending songwriters to somewhere to write about bugs. And then Brett just looked at me and he said, you know, you should be doing that. You should go home to Hawaii one day, pick out your favorite characters, and start writing theme songs. And I I said, wow, I never thought about that. You know, we just wrote pop songs back in the day or or island songs, right? So I came home that week, and I was so excited about what he was sharing with me. And to see these guys take off on a plane to go somewhere and just come up with new ideas, new concepts, new visions from nothing, right, to bring a whole story to life. I was like, that's, that's great storytelling because, you know, you've got to tell a story in three and a half minutes, right, for a song. So I came home that week. I went straight to the beach. I got my notepad out. I sat at Waikiki Beach by the Royal Hawaiian Hotel, and I looked at the waves, I looked at the water, I looked at the sand, and the first thing I saw was the Hono come up right by the Sheraton. I said, well, there's one character, Hono by the sea. And then, of course, the Waikiki Beach boy. You know, we, we all grew up in Hawaii. Our, the ocean's our front yard and backyard. And um, we, we all knew how big time Dukahanamoku and the Waikiki Beach boys were to Hawaii back in the day. So it was just sort of like it just 
kind of came out and then of course we got all I, I ran out I ran up seven characters that that afternoon and in a week or two I had seven theme songs completed it's expanded because then you took that yeah you made a production correct which means you've got a lot of script writing to do right and in, yes. in their interactions and everything so that was all done by you no, we had, we, of course, we had to get a team at a certain point. You know, you only can do so much, and mm. then you need team members. So we ended up hiring uh, some people to write for us. Um, I, I work with Sarah over at the North Shore, wonderful lady. She's a teacher. And, uh, you know, I got some other people to work with in, in, in that field. And we, we kind of created a little Honu creative team, um, and we expanded. We got to write the full musical in 2015 where we aired at Hawaii Theater. So we opened the show at Royal 2012. 2015 was a musical. In between, we were doing these tours. Um, and um, after that, we started doing international shows. You know, We went to uh, Australia for the World Congress Park. So we went to the Smithsonian a couple of times under NOAA. Um, and uh, yeah, that was pretty cool. Nice. Uh, That's a nice partnership. That's a huge national you know, partnership there. It was awesome. They, they partnered with us for five years. And uh, Dan Basta, who was the director of NOAA at the time, was just excited how we were bringing music and ocean education into music and sharing that on stage. Um, so he, he was pivotal. And, uh, you know, he got us in the direction to go to Australia, Canada, uh, St. Petersburg and Florida for Blue Ocean Film Festival, um, Monaco. We, we performed for Prince Albert and his Ocean Foundation. We took a, a crew of Honu cast members for 10 days. We stayed in Monaco, and uh, we did one show at the Oceanographic Museum. That was pretty exciting. And then he asked me, we were in Australia, he asked me, what, what do you want to do? I said, well, I'd like to take the show to Japan and Asia. You know, that's my dream, you know. Um, I, love, I, love Japan. I love Japan. I love the language from way back. And uh, I thought it would be fun to... To, to do a show in, in English and Japanese. And he said, wow, okay, yeah, we, we should do that. So, so I went to Japan a couple of times. It was, it was really hard to break, break in there. You know, you, I mean, can you imagine you just show up at an aquarium or some, some place there and say, hey, I got this show that I want to just bring to your, your Japan and put it up for you, you know. So, but we, 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 we had some... Good fortune, and Tokyo Sea Life Park um, took about seven months, and they said, you know what, we, we want to have a meeting with you. And uh, so we had our first meeting. I, I pitched them the show and played them the songs, and they loved it. They said, wow, this is, this is exciting. Um, so they, they invited us, and uh, we started doing shows in Japan <laughs> on their anniversaries. And, uh, and we expanded, and... Some group from the Hello Kitty company came by, Sanrio, and they saw the show. And uh, within four months, we were performing with Hello Kitty in, in Sanrio with Honu. And uh, it, it was amazing how quickly things just got excited and moved quickly over there. And a big part of that is they just love everything from Hawaii. Mm -hmm. so, so, so that was a, a, a easy, a, a, you know, a helpful component to get us there. Uh, but since... COVID, we, we, haven't, we haven't gone, you know. So we're hoping maybe next year 
and uh, and Seattle. We, we we do the Seattle shows. I think we did nine years there, Seattle Aquarium, and uh, so we're very very fortunate to have all these collaborations and uh, partnerships. You've already started moving forward. Uh, even during the pandemic, you were working. Yes. You were working on things. Yes. You couldn't do anything. Yeah, yeah yes. So great. Um, you know, the pandemic came along and we were planning this a little bit. But since the pandemic happened, we shifted and pivoted to full character development. So when I wrote the musical back uh, and the show opened in 2012, you know, I did a live stage stage show. Um, since then, I, we've had the notion to take this to a cartoon component. So although we have Honu, you know, Hawaii is his home on the, on the surfboard, you know, and, and he's swimming, you know, we, we've uh, expanded all of the characters now to sort of like this 2D animated character design, um, which brings us to Nalu. So here is Nalu, our tiger shark. Nice. Um, and uh, so this is the Melee series um, project that that I've been holding close to my heart for about n nine years now. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, so so growing up, we, we play ukulele, right? Mm -hmm. Everybody plays ukulele in Hawaii. Well, we try anyway. Um, so we wanted to take all the musical score and do ukulele versions of it. So that's what we did. So we have, we have some amazing musicians, including Benny Chong, one of my favorites. Nice. Right? Mr. Benny Chong. So I... I just called everybody, you know, I said, hey, we're making this new record called the Honu Mele CD, and it's going to feature songs about the ocean and conservation. So this is Nalu. He's, he's a tiger shark. He, and, you know, the title says for itself, just misunderstood, <laughs> you know. Uh, so John Cruz came in to do the recording for this, this song. Uh, and uh, it's so funny. He came to the studio. He goes, hey, so I hear you writing songs about me now misunderstood i said no i said i said no no i told him it's the character nalu the tiger shark so God's you know such a sense of humor yeah yeah he's the best he's so good you know he was so good he came in he knocked it out i think two takes one or two takes he's such a natural he's such a musical guy you know i got to go to college with him really yeah him and i went to college at uh and uh i remember looking at this guy in the hallway in the dorms, Ilima dorms, and I said, this guy's jamming his guitar and he's singing this this song, and I'm like, wow, it's kind of a heavy song, and I said, what, what happened? He goes, oh, my girlfriend left me, and uh, she went to college at Pepperdine, and you know, I said, oh, wow, I, and you know, she, I, she doesn't write to me, and I said, she doesn't <gasps> write. You don't write. Oh my God. And I don't sound. Yeah, yeah, you know. And he's jamming like, you don't write. I said, wow, dude, you're making me like, wow, that's a heavy song. And, and I don't think she wrote them because I, 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 think, I think they broke up. But, uh, you know, but. Well, hey, wait, wait, wait. That's, that's not a bad thing because, you know, look, a hit song came out of that. Hits, well, that was one of the biggest uh, All Creator Boy songs. Yeah, it was huge. Uh, I mean, it was a monster song. You know, everybody was, was uh, hearing it on the radio and, and Cal Creator Boys was, was, a hit, was a monster hit for them. Mm -hmm. I would hear it in Japan when I was there. Yeah, they would play it all the time. I wow. mean, you know, so I told John, I said, man, you need to do a composer edition of that, an acoustic of himself, you know. I mean, he doesn't have to do it in the hallway like how I saw him, but 
He's going to call me now if I said see, that. See, John, he knew a long time ago that you, it was going to work for you. You know what oh. I mean? We, we went to music class together. So, uh, unfortunately, we weren't the best students <laughs> at, at, at Music 101. So, um, anyway, I, I probably better not tell that story. Um, but but we, we, we ended up not finishing the course in that class because we would, we would um, and you know, it wasn't the teacher's fault. It was all our fault, but we just thought we were learning too slow because we were, we were, we wow. were like, um, I shouldn't say that. We, we, we were, you know what? Let me go back. You were to, just on a different we're speed. We're misunderstood. <laughs> I'm going to go with that. Misunderstood students. So, so let me go with that because, you know, to be honest with you, when we were going to UH, you know, half the time we'd be surfing in Waikiki. We'll be at the beach. <laughs> so, you were in yeah. oceanography class <laughs> yeah. instead of music oh class. Oh, my gosh. But the teachers at UH are amazing, you know. Um, you you got to applaud teachers because they, they do that endless job of working with students. And I have the utmost respect um, of all, all teachers. You know, Mrs. Ige, when I was back at Castle High School, she was our Japanese, music te Japanese language teacher. Wow. And I was doing brown bags to stardom. Remember brown bags? So we did the yes. first one. Yeah, of course. Yes. Kamasami Kong, yes. right? So when the album came out, it looked K. like K. a brown K. paper bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so I sang You Are So Beautiful. Mr. Bright played the piano for me. So, and then I said, oh, I want to sing it in Japanese. So my teacher did the translation. So I, I've been singing Japanese since 1981. So we did that song in English and Japanese. And the translation was she. done by the future first lady of the state of Hawaii. No, no, not that Miss oh, Ige. Oh, not that Miss Ige. Okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah. different Miss Ige. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, different, different. It was Miss Ige. She has, Miss Ige. She, has, she has a different name now. But, you know, she, she gave me a spark back in high school about the Japanese language, which I just, you know, it, it, was, just, it was just always there. So when we did all those Lilo and Stitch um, Rachel's for Tokyo Disney you know we, we would um, do all of that stuff in Japanese and English so uh, you know working for the Disney company I, I learned so much in the process of how to write a story how to write a theme song how to change it to a different language how to gather your team so we have a team in uh, Japan about three to four members who work on all the translations and the recordings and our releases in in japan we, we don't just put it out there we there's a process right so um and we and we also get it cleared by uh tokyo sea life park which is run by the tokyo metropolitan government wow so it's a government aquarium so to get our songs approved it, it takes like four months so but we want to be approved we're singing over there we're sharing our message in their land and you want to do it right we want to do it right we had a perfect example we, we we have a song called common sense where we pick up the trash or the plastic bag by the water and they said oh we want to change that to the we don't want the kids to go next to the water they might fall in so we said oh the, the bag is blowing in the park so it's safer right so so you gotta you gotta you got always gotta look at culture whenever you're creating anything in a different language of course hence the melee series with honu holding the ukulele <laughs> okay. You know, that was part of our melee, right? So with, with this, um, we're also going to partner with Kanilea ukuleles. So we're going to get Hono ukuleles. With that, later, you're going to get a sheet music. So I, you're gonna I get noticed you have a boxes down here. I do. Is I that, do. 
Can I share this? Sure, absolutely. Okay. All right. Okay. And really glad. And, and let me, while you're, you're doing that, let me just hold up the uh, the uh, CD for everybody. Okay. And and I'm going to ask you in a little while how they can get copies of this if they want this. But let's talk about the ukulele first. Okay. This is our Hono ukulele. We've been working on this for quite some time. It comes with a, a nice box. We we have a strong message here about please recycle, right? So so that's that's recycle. Well, that's actually how it started. All of your all of your productions with this series have all had that message all, all about, conservation. Message about conservation. About mm. conservation, and it touches upon it, yes. Yes, so these are our Hono ukuleles. They're ocean blue. Ocean uh, blue. We partnered with Kanilea, their Islander brand. Nice. Um, it has Hono right on top there. We have about five to seven different designs. They're not toys. They're not plastic. So we're going to have Hono ukuleles out. These are Kanilea ukuleles. These are right? Kanilea, made by Kanilea. Okay. So we did a collaboration partnership with them. Um, I love the blue, you know, ocean, but oh, perfect. But I have daughters. Uh oh. Um, so um, and uh, so I, I couldn't I couldn't miss the, out on them. So we, <laughs> this is this is of course our our wish ukulele. So our wish ukulele. So every everything that we have here is themed right to the story. So we have a song called Wish on a Sea Star in the opening of the show. So we have a sea star here. We have Honu waving. And uh, this is a concert uh, style, so it's a, a little bit bigger. But as far as the melee series, we not, we not only wanted to introduce the songs in, with ukulele, we wanted to build a lesson plan or education or something fun for the kids. Mm -hmm. So with ukulele, eventually you'll get a full set with the ukulele, the CD, and the music chart. So you have everything in one box. Wow. Right? So when you get a ukulele, you can listen to the songs, you can start up, and you can go. And they can so. play the same music that you are doing uh, for the yes. series. Yes, yes. They can play any song from the show. We'll have a song available or a downloaded PDF online. Or they could even play Hawaiian music. You know, we could play Hanalei Moon. When you see... I don't, want to, I don't know about publishing here. <laughs> <laughs> no, no worries, I got, no worries, I worries. got to pay attention. We're celebrating culture, right? Um, I remember my teacher in fourth grade, Mrs. Bright, in Kaneohehe Elementary, and she gave us all ukuleles, and we're learning G7F, fourth grade, you know? So I thought this would be something fun to have. Um, you know, we couldn't do the core ukuleles because they're just too expensive. Mm -hmm. and, and that's for more of a higher league player, you know. Not everyone can afford a $1,200 ukulele. Right. Uh, um, although, you know, we love all ukuleles. My first ukulele was a kamaka, of course, you know. Um, but we're excited to be partnering with Kanilea and sharing the vision with uh, their local family, Joe and Kristen Souza. Nice. And, and, and uh, the team we have, Iokepa over there, and uh, I'm excited. I mean, I don't know when the last time I saw pink ukuleles, you know. <laughs> and it's a nice pink, too. It's an awesome, and it's got an awesome sound to it. It's fun. It'll, it'll, be, it'll be a nice, nice takeaway, and um, hopefully the, the keiki will enjoy it. So the Honumele series, right? Yes. Um, when will people start to see that out in public? So that will probably come out towards the fall. Uh, we, we introduced the single this, um, this summer because uh, um, we're you know, there was a big thing about sharks this past um, season. They have um, that special every, every uh, 
every summer, but I wanted to introduce the Nalu song first just to get that one out. And then the rest of the series will come out this fall into next year. So basically we'll probably have like three theme songs and then the full album. The full album has, it's just filled with local island artists. I was so fortunate to call upon my friends, you know, and, and everybody came in the studio, Kelly Boy, Lehua Kalima, um, the Lim family. Wow. Um, you know, so we, we got some really exciting stuff on there. And then, of course, Jeff Peterson on ukulele, Ian O'Sullivan. You know, just a whole bunch of island. Huge names. Flavor people. But there, there was, I was just excited that they came, they came up out and uh, for, for our story, you know, Honu's story about the ocean. And, and everyone was just, just incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Very fortunate. Okay, once again, Honu Mele series. Be watching, be listening for that. Um, when things do get back going again, um, are you expecting that the shows will restart up again in Japan and in other places as well? Yes, we're hoping to start up in 2023. Um, so we'll find out probably like middle of March next year. Um, but we're hoping to start up soon um, and, and in Seattle and uh, some of the tour shows. And more importantly, I, I really want to bring the, the bigger show back to um, maybe Blaisdell for two weeks. You know, wow, that, that, that would be awesome. That would be awesome. So I don't know if 23 would be that or 24. So we're, we're, we're excited about that, you know. Um, and uh, so we just continue to, you know, things are opening, so we're moving. All right, once yeah. again, Honu by the Sea. Honu Mele series. Be watching for that as we get into the fall months and we'll have more here and we'll update this podcast too as those conditions come up. Or just better yet, we just gotta have you back on the show. Hey. <laughs> so nice to see you, man. So nice to see you. Yeah. Continued success to you. Oh, thank you so much. Mahalo. Mahalo for listening to Island Beat. You can listen to any of these shows anytime and anywhere you go. Head to hawaiinewsnow.com slash podcasts. Mahalo mapono. Aloha. Ahoi ho. Aloha.